So I go to a home, like a senior's home, to see a relative who is like, well, it was his birthday, but he's in this home. It's like the final stages of life. I don't know the exact terminology of the different homes, but when you're in this kind of a home, you're on your way out. Sorry to be morbid. So we go to his birthday, bring him his gifts, his cookies. He's really, he's, he's one of those people who, when in his own environment of his house or his home and visitors would come and go, sure he was slow, sure he couldn't, he wasn't able to maneuver around too much, you know, but he was, you know, articulate, he'd have so many stories to relay, um, so much advice to give, um, in fact, when I was, when I was, you know, that period where I was, quote unquote, no fixed address, whether he knew it or not, like, Maybe he picked up on it. I mean, old people aren't stupid, but I would show up, look at his fridge. There's a bunch of food he hadn't eaten. Some of it's some of it's rotting because he's just not eating. Like he's, he's, he's that skinny. He's that old. And the memory, you don't remember these things. Or you're sleeping all the time. So I would just empty the fridge. I'd be like, look, I'm, em- I'm emptying the fridge. He's like, all right, can you get me you know, X, Y, and Z products from these various places? So I leave for like half an hour, 45 minutes, an hour, come back, restock the fridge. You come back. Okay, you come back three days later and it's all good. When you come back two, three weeks later, four weeks, like a month later, it's the same. It's like partially eaten food and so on. So it got to the point where they decided his own, his own direct blood decided that, you know, we're putting him in a home. So he was in one home, now he's in another home. This is the like final home. And he has no clue what's going on. And but he does have a sense of humor. Like even with all of his like kind of like random commentary, if you say something that you would think he's not paying attention to, he'd fire back with a witty response. Anyway, I'm looking at that. I went there with with other family to go see him. And I'm looking at this situation and I'm saying something, I'm saying in my head something that we all know, we already know. It's all going to come. 500 years from now, nobody on this earth is going to exist. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, hate to say it, but Fuck, 150 years from now, there's not going to be that many of us left. Well, actually, that's not true. With the current health and medical advancements, people can live to be over 100. But anyway, the point is, anybody who's, you know, 30 right now, unless you go for that optimal health forever, you're not going to be living to 200, period. Nobody's living to 300, 200 and 300. So I guess in the, in the grander scheme of things, this is time but it made me think of the more the the inevitable scenarios i'll have to deal with that we all have to deal with them the the passing of our parents 
you know, one of mine never talks about it. And I never talked to him about it. The other one, she's like already prepared like the various documents <laughs> that I would have to like retrieve in the event that something happens and there's like instructions and I'm kind of like, you're not gone yet. You could be in the same way that this great uncle might be, he's 96, he's 96. It's like you could have 30 more years. You'll get to that point, maybe. But you have that many years to be active in the world, and you're like not using them. And you're trying, you're, you're trying to prod them, and you're trying to overtly say, like, go do something, or find something, or you make a suggestion. Look at the community center, like activities for seniors. Go do this. You're like, ah, I don't know. So at some point, it becomes a choice, I guess. But it did make me think about the mortality of everybody. It's like my own father had this I guess he had a stroke somewhere and he had a stroke and then I can't remember if the stroke happened in Oakland or whatever anyway he had a stroke and so he's in Oakland getting the surgery and they're like alright we're gonna do the surgery I guess they didn't tell him that you have a 50-50 chance of living and he happened to live um, and I ended up seeing him a couple of Christmases ago and you can tell he's, you know, he's slowing down. There's like this limp, you know, still sharp, but physically there's been damage that's been done. And th- that damage that's been done was a forced retirement. So all this happened. He continued. He, he, he doesn't give a shit about retirement age and all that. He just wants to work and dies. And there's plenty of people like that. So... When I saw him and I realized that any moment could be, like, this could be the last time I see this guy. I had already resolved in my head that I'd never see him for a long story. You know, everybody knows this absentee father syndrome. AFS, I guess you could say. (laughs) Like, we all know if you're a single-parent household, one parent isn't there. To different degrees on the spectrum. Some are there. Some are like, you know, you see them every week. Some are just not there and they live somewhere else. Anyway, seeing him in his like quasi-struggling, limping state, looking way older, you're just like, God damn. And then you're, you, you know, you see your mother as well and you're like, shit, there's a limp there. There's constant pain. There's, you know, you're being given meds, you know, you're going to the doctor here and there, you know, the body doesn't keep up. It's like I see this picture the other day of Dr. Dre with, I forgot who it was. It was in, oh, was it Kendrick? Was it Kendrick Lamar? Anyway, there's this picture, you'll find it. There's a picture going around of Dr. Dre. And somebody else. And, and then, like, one of the comments is like, damn, Trey's looking old. And they're like, well, he's he's in his 50s. And he didn't even look that old. It's just, like, to, a, like, a 19-year-old or a 25-year-old even, he looks old. He's not old. But the truth of the matter is everybody has to go sometime. We all die one day. I said that because there's a certain song on Obi Trice's album, First Round, is it not First Round Knockout? No, I think, maybe the album was called Cheers. 
Obi Trice Cheers. Go on Spotify. Obi Trice Cheers. If you're a hip hop fan, and type in "We All Die One Day," it's pretty. It's <laughs> some next level shit. The beat is so sparse, and yet they just go off on it. Anyway, you're thinking about the mortality of others. You're thinking about your mortality. You're thinking about, like I was saying, that group therapy thing. Somebody who's in their 60s feeling like they're doomed to forever be a certain personality type or exhibit certain characteristics. And you know, that's sad because... Oh yeah, and then the person who invited me to this thing, I know her well, invited me to come speak. She also was speaking. She kind of helps facilitate this whole group now. And she she was talking to me and she's like, or no, not just me. She was saying it to the group. She's like, you know, I'm getting better now. I just wish I had my entire, you know, 20s till now to really feel good about myself. And I'm kind of like, you know, there's some wisdom in, 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 the, in all of this. It's like, try and enjoy life now, even if there's insurmountable shit on the horizon I just was able to handle something that was like I seemed that seemed to be intermountable only by making a phone call and getting ahead of it and preemptively being like look this situation is only going to get dealt with at least two weeks from now they're like alright you know and but then you know week by week there's always something that comes up so I think I'm I think I'm going to keep going on this mortality kick I think I said that in this other recording. I'm going to keep going on this particular kick that I just stopped. I never bothered to expand on it. But I think this kick, this, this mortality kick, I'm going to keep going on it. So, peace. to this mortality theme is the idea of you know, whether it's your great grandparents or grandparents or even your parents is that the clock is ticking time is this time time is running out you want to be optimistic you, you want to make the best of it but time is running out no matter what way you try and look at it or dance around it what is that? How does that show go? Um, as the hourglass, something, something or other. These are the days of our lives. These are the days of our lives. It's that same thing. Someone, someone reminded me, and it's something I've thought about every day since. You know, your time with people who are close to you or you've known is ticking especially when you're talking about that age gap like the seniors and then the baby sorry the baby boomers and then the millennials quote unquote that gap you know we've entered this somewhat of a generational war and we're trying to like write out Seniors, we're seeing examples of the elderly being abused because they can't defend themselves. Um, and not everybody has family to step in. 
Not everybody has family to chill with. But I think whenever I talk about these consumeristic holidays <laughs> that exist, specifically um, Easter, Thanksgiving, and Christmas, and then there might be one other one in there. Family Day, we have that too. We don't think much about it. We just go about our lives after the day comes. But the truth is, these days exist for, if not for the sole purpose of giving people who are working all the time, who are working 40 to 70, maybe even 80 hour weeks, time with the family that will grow, will grow up, the parents that won't be able to do the physical labor forever, you know, people who will suffer from some kind of you know, aging related medical problem. And so the time is becoming shorter. And so, yes, every day might be like, oh, there's always tomorrow. Because you have things scheduled. You're like, tomorrow I'm doing this. Tomorrow I'm doing that. Next week I got this to do. Three, week, three weeks from now I got this to do. But in the grand macro sense, time is running out for humans so what's really important you know now this is this is different if 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 you come from an abusive household like why would you interact with those people what you what what people do this is kind of like me and my own uh, you know my own uh, pop dukes it's like wanting to be the opposite of him for whatever kids i have but not too far in the opposite, like Twinkie Dinky, Dookiter, like you can maybe not Dookiter, but you, you know, you know, kids, you know, some kids have parents that they know they can get things out of. So that's what I'm trying to avoid. They can get things out of them because they're quote unquote nicer. That's that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to avoid when I have my own kids when that time comes. And so the mortality. The mortality. Every one of you probably have lost grandparents, and it's stung bad. And stinging isn't even the right word. Like it might have been some real emotional shit. Um, the grandparents, because some many people they're they're closer to their grandparents than they are their real parents. <laughs> they're they're by their immediate and biological parents. And when when the grandparents pass, it becomes this like void. I had that when my grandma passed of cancer, eighty-eight, and I remember like getting the call at class, being called out of the class, being called to the office, and like I didn't know for sure, but there was this like gut feeling that like this isn't good because I, I never got called. I think I think it was like they called and they're like, yeah. Your, your, your mom's on the phone and she had never once called to school in the middle of the day for anything so as I'm walking down the hallway I'm feeling like then she breaks the news and then um, weird coping mechanism I go smoke weed with the people that are around and I'm looking at them I'm like you can't tell them this they don't care 
I did eventually let it loose. But I mean, it's it's your it's your smoking pot pot you know weed smoking friends. They don't remember what you're telling them. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to clown people who smoke weed. I'm just saying, I was smoking weed. I you know the emotional response from me when hearing the news was flat. Their response was even flatter. Not that I needed a response for any for any justification. It's just weird, interesting how people react to certain news. Then I got home. There was another call. And I definitely remember, I clearly remember the crying that happened on that phone call. It was like, it was a bad, you know, you, you just don't see it coming, you know? So, the point is, these things you don't see coming, these sudden um, deaths, these sudden, you know, someone's been plucked out of your life, for whatever reason illness they disappear sickness you gotta try and make sure that if there's if it, if amends can be made because some people have falling outs over nothing right the falling the falling those falling outs are not worth however you're gonna feel down the road if the person passes like and I know closure is one of those words but want to make it right with people some people like I was reading this one one of my favorite MCs Prodigy like I bought his book his autobiography and he was talking about how I think it was when he was released from jail he like made a point to go like apologize to like different rappers who he beefed with who he kind of like got problems with and they were like whoa because Mob Deep is like one of the toughest crew, toughest hip hop groups from that standpoint. But they even other kind of like G's could be like, okay, we get this. Because it's, like, it's more like a grown man thing. It's not so much of a hood, machismo, bravado thing. It's like man to man, I'm sorry kind of thing. And so making amends, dealing with the mortality of your parents, your grandparents. Maybe people, maybe there's somebody you work with who's really old and then they go. There's just so many of these examples. A mentor, the person at the store. There's this, there's this one clerk at the Korean grocer who had like a stroke and she disappeared for a while. Every time I see her, we say hi and talk. You know, because because we don't want to have this like cold-hearted, emotionalist response to these things and then sometimes it's the busyness sometimes people don't live in the same town as their parents or grandparents this is often the case they live far away and then you don't see them for years you know and your life carries on in whatever life in whatever way it carries on but you know I guess I'm gonna wrap this up because now it's getting me making me feel some way but um our time is short with people. Our time is short with those that we care about. Friends, wife, kids. Whatever it takes to kind of add an extra hour here and there to see them is probably worthwhile. So I'm going to report out now. Metaphysician 7. Peace.